ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal land. This is ABC News Daily. You may not have noticed unless you've been travelling overseas, but the Australian dollar is on the slide. And there are fears it could fall below rates seen during the pandemic and the global financial crisis. Today, the ABC's business editor, Ian Verinder, on how China's economic woes are partly to blame and what it means for our economy. And let's talk about the Australian dollar. It's been a wild ride since our currency was floated in 1983. By late this afternoon, it was clear that the float had gone remarkably smoothly. The markets had calmed down, taking the changes in their stride. And once upon a time, a while after that, we hit parity with the US dollar. That was all a bit of fun while it lasted. Certainly was. So many are cheering the rise of the little Aussie battler roll gold dollar. Yes, it was in 2010. <laughs> Do we like being at parity? Uh, look, it has its benefits and it has yeah. its uh, downsides as well. And that's one thing I guess people don't realise uh, about the currency. You know, what it really is, it's a shock absorber for the economy. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being having a strong currency can be advantageous. It can also bring a lot of pain. And the same thing happens with a weak currency as well. Yeah, all right. So the poor old dollar now, though, it's not very happy, is it? No, it isn't. Uh, we've been uh, on the slide uh, for, for quite a while, actually. And mostly uh, it's been against the US dollar. And that's one thing I think, you know, everybody needs to understand. While we we price ourselves against the US dollar, every other currency does as well, every mm. other country. And so often, and in fact, until fairly recently, we were keeping pace with pretty much every other country in the world mm-hmm. in, in you know, dropping against the US dollar. But we are now dropping against the other currencies as well. And that's partly because for two reasons. One is that the US economy is running hot and China, which is our biggest trading partner, is running very, very cold. And that's mm. what's caused us to now drop against the euro, the pound, and pretty much every other currency. Yeah, okay. So let's unpack that a little bit more in a moment. Now we're seeing a risk that the dollar could potentially fall below 60 US cents in the near term. That's great news, of course, for all those visitors who flocked here during the Women's World Cup. I haven't really worried about money as much because the exchange rate is so good for us. So we're always going, oh, that's not so expensive. (laughs) It did make us feel a little bit uh, more eager to spend while here. But you'd be feeling the pinch right now if you were overseas, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. And that's, you know, like, as I said, you know, for a long time there, if it was only really hurting if you were going to America, if you were going to Europe or, you know, the UK or, you know, even some countries in Asia, you would have uh, not really felt any, any change whatsoever. Now we are falling against everybody. So it is, uh, it's not heading our way. 
No, so the dollar doesn't go too far when you're travelling overseas. But even if you're not travelling, Ian, we want a strong dollar, right? It's a sign of national strength, surely. It used to be. Yes. (laughs) You know, for a long time there, pretty much... Every country in the world wanted a strong currency and, you know, it was considered a a statement of national strength and, you know, economic superiority. It was always an article of faith in politics that if your currency dropped, and it didn't matter whether it was here or overseas, if your currency dropped, the opposition could stand up and say, look, this is the report card that we're measured against around the world. Our currency is dropping at the moment. And uh, that just goes to show that you lot are poor economic managers. We need to get a stronger currency back in place. So that's how we felt up until the point of the global financial crisis. So what changed in our thinking about the dollar after that? Well, our thinking changed around that time, um, but we were slow to the party because Mm -hmm. in the lead up to the global financial crisis, and Japan really led the way in this it was the forerunner of you know the experimental country i guess for quantitative mm-hmm. easing which is essentially money printing and driving your interest rates down and therefore driving down your currency and so they'd started to do this and america and pretty much every other country around the world was looking at this going there are big advantages in having a weak currency because it makes your exports a hell of a lot cheaper And so in the lead up to the global financial crisis, China was doing this and America started to do it as well. They were trying to push their currency lower to get a a trade advantage. And we, Ian, were caught in the crossfire. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in the aftermath of the financial crisis particularly, you know, China really threw mountains of cash stimulating its economy and that sent iron ore prices into the stratosphere and it uh, boosted our national income. So our economy did very well while everybody else did quite badly. As the US economy splutters under an historic level of government debt, making US assets less attractive and all things Australian more desirable for foreign investors. And so as a result, our currency hit around $1.10 against the greenback and uh, it was up to 86 cents in the euro. So, you know, we were really, really very strong. And that's, you know, great if you're a tourist, but... Parity would have severe implications for the Australian economy and millions of workers. Some sectors of the economy are finding the rise and rise of the dollar excruciatingly painful and are hoping it will stop. But look, that soaring currency had two effects. I mean, the first was uh, a huge amount of foreign money flowed into Australia to build new mines. And second, interest rates remained much higher than the rest of the developed world here, which also attracted vast amounts of global capital seeking out a decent return. And so that boosted the Aussie dollar even further. And while that may have on paper made us much wealthier than we'd ever been because Mm. we could buy things from offshore at at a much cheaper rate, it really had some debilitating effects. It, It hollowed out the Australian economy. Our manufacturing industry pretty much evaporated. Wow. So a strong Australian dollar was actually a bad thing for us. Yeah, because what it did was it uh, it made it much cheaper for all of us to buy our, our things from other places offshore. Uh, and that made it very hard for local manufacturers to compete against, you know, much cheaper imports. So 
So, Ian, let's go back to today because the dollar's certainly running in the other direction right about now and quite quickly. So let's unpack what's happening. And I think I just want you to explain how volatile the Australian dollar is and why it is. Yeah, look, we are one of the more volatile currencies uh, on, on the global financial markets, and we always have been. A couple of reasons for that. One is we're a we might be a very small country, uh, you know, globally, but we're a big exporter of commodities, energy and food. And that makes us a, a major trading uh, currency. And so a lot of international traders look at Australia because they know it's going to be volatile. They'll be trading it all the time to try mm -hmm. and make a profit. But you know, if you get changes in, say, the price of iron ore, you get changes in the price of oil, you get changes in the price of wheat, that really affects what happens with the Aussie dollar. America might be able to influence their currency, Japan, theirs as well, the Europeans, you know, through the European Central Bank. We're a small player on that global uh, market and um, our government and our reserve bank can't really compete against those other big forces. So that leaves us sort of trading out there in a sea of volatility yes, right. and a lot of money being thrown at it. Yeah, so we bounce around because of world events and that's happening again now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and the big factor for us is, you know, as I said to start with, well, there's two. One is um, the US dollar is really powering ahead at the moment. So it's, you know, going up against the euro, going up against everything. But the other big factor that particularly relates to us is China. And China is in a world of pain at the moment mm. in terms of its economy. So the, there's a lot of speculation that iron ore prices will continue to decline. So that will put more pressure on the Aussie dollar as well. Yeah, okay, so China's woes will keep driving our dollar down. Yeah, absolutely. Just explain the interest rates a bit more for me. You mentioned interest rates in the United States. How does that work? And what about our own interest rates? What do they mean for the dollar? Well, interest rates affect currencies because traditionally we always had a fairly strong currency because, you know, we were you know exporting a lot of commodities that were worth a lot of money. But to build those mines, to attract the capital into Australia to, to develop all those resources, we had to offer the world a higher rate of return because we've traditionally invested a lot more than we've saved. So mm -hmm. we didn't have the, the pool of savings here to fund all that investment. Mm -hmm. And so America at the moment has got much higher interest rates than us. You know, our official rate is, you know, just over four and America's is just over five, five and a half. So that money is all going towards America at the moment. And because the money is flowing into that country, its currency will rise because they, you know, when you're converting money, you have to buy uh, US dollars. If you're going to send money to America, you have to buy US dollars. Mm -hmm. That pushes the, the value of the US dollar up. And uh, we can't compete with that at the moment. Okay, so our relatively lower interest rates will weigh on the Australian dollar. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so it sounds like, Ian, though, your message is that even if the dollar dips further, we shouldn't panic because there are, there are advantages to weak currency. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and as I said, you know, this is the currency and, and a volatile currency that we have is a really, really 
handy thing to have because it, it it's a shock absorber for the for the economy. Back through the financial crisis, the currency dropped from well over a dollar down to sixty cents in the in the space of a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And what that did was it shielded our domestic economy from what was going on in the rest of the world. It was actually a very good thing to happen because a weak Australian dollar boosts the value of money that's coming into the country. You know, if you've got a, a weak a weak Australian dollar then and you're an exporter, then suddenly the money that you're making offshore is worth a lot more. Downside is that it means that inflation is going to be higher. So cost of living pressures will remain. And that's one thing that the Reserve Bank will have an eye on. All right. So it's a bit of a mixed bag. But what's your prediction then, Ian? How low will it go? I think the weakest the currency ever got was around about 48 cents, and that was uh, during the Twin Towers attack in the US, uh, the terrorist attack that took place. And that was, again, that shut all global trade down. Uh, another time was when Paul Keating back in 86 said that we were going to be possibly a banana republic. Widening yes. deficits triggered one of Paul Keating's withering observations. This government can't get the adjustment, get manufacturing going again and keep moderate wage outcomes and a sensible economic policy, then Australia is basically done for. We'll just end up being a third-rate economy, you know, a banana republic. And the the currency dropped like a stone. Then it went uh, down into the fifties. Well, I think we could get down into the fifties again, particularly if China's woes continue. There's pluses and minuses both ways, so you shouldn't really think of it as a disaster because the currency drops. It is a shock absorber. Yeah. So stay calm. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Sam. Ian Verinder is the ABC's business editor. The weaker exchange rate has contributed to petrol price increases because it's more expensive to import fuel from overseas. This episode was produced by Veronica App-App, Anna John and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is David Cody. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening.